Parenting Your Child in Recovery, the podcast that speaks the truth about your child's recovery. Relapse is not normal. Phony success rates can't define where your family wants to be in 5, 10, or 15 years from now. And most importantly, your child is not an addict. From 9 to 5, been biting my tongue for all this time, won't let anyone cut me short. I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life, no one be no good This is Rich Jones here for Essential Change, the podcast, episode number 80. Today, you have to forgive me again. I'm going with the garage door open. So we might get some odd sounds. But we're going to do it anyway because it's more comfortable. And it's a beautiful day here in uh, May's Landing today. So I want to talk to you about something that is very, very special to me. It's something that's very special to me. And it's basically what I predicate everything I think about and do about. And I'm going to call this one the good, the better, and the best of recovery. Why Why am I saying that? Because to me, there's only really three main aspects to recovery. Basically, you have management, which is you're already in the problem. You know what the problem is. You're working on the problem. A whole lot of us get together with management, practitioners, uh, therapy, social helpers, family, friends, everybody is involved in management of a problem when there's a recovery situation uh, afoot. Everyone's involved in it and it, we're helping to manage the situation. And that's that's good. Definitely good. Definitely necessary. Manage the situation. Uh, a lot of aspects to management, a lot of agreements, a lot of disagreements, as a registered nurse, I sort of feel everybody's angle, and I really personally believe that a lot of management criteria basically is individual. Some things work better on others, and we need to feel around and feel the person's background, situation, mental status, and work around that and get a management system that works best for getting them as healthy as they can as soon as we possibly can. So management is great. I had a couple of... uh Different people argue me about, for example, suboxone maintenance. Some, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. And some do, and some advocate it. I've talked to and seen patients who do very well on it. I've seen some, it doesn't work at all. And there's a lot of, it's a lot of situational applications to that. We have to look and see what's working the best and how can we best bring the people that we're working with you know, along in recovery. So that's it. Management is good. What's better? Better than management. What's better than management is when everything that you've tried to do and all your applications of management appear to be successful. We have individuals that's turned their life around, doing much better. And someone argue, well, you're never doing as great as you think you are. That's fine. I don't think that fighting and living and dealing with a recovery situation is any different than any other thing in life. It continually takes work, constant uh, keeping an edge and constantly staying on top of it and putting some effort into it all the time, staying mindful, staying aggressive, 
and, 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 and making a concerted effort to stay healthy. So I don't think that elimination is any different. The elimination and recovery situation is any different. But it is better than management because now you've moved on to a situation where now, in my view, that person who has eliminated that problem can move on with their life even better, go on to help other people move on with their lives. So there's so much good to be in elimination. Not to even mention the, the improved health, the improved outlook, the improved future. It's so much to be grateful for in an elimination situation. What's best? Number one, best. Prevention. Not sexy. No real pain in prevention. It's pretty hard to get people to move in a, pre- a preventative manner. Most things aren't geared to prevention. Most people don't study. Most practitioners don't spend years studying about prevention. They spend years studying about how to manage that illness or ailment or situation that they are becoming expert with. And and I, I appreciate that greatly. I feel like when I talk to practitioners about what I what I do, I, I tell them, and I don't think I really don't think that you guys need to change as, as fundamentally. Whatever changes you need, I'm sure that you in your industry will figure out whatever changes you need to do. But at my point, uh working with a situation is necessary. We need expertise in situations. So I don't necessarily feel like we should put all the onus on prevention on practitioners. That's what I like to think about. For me, prevention is one of the number one things. Not sexy. It doesn't, it doesn't bring a strong enough pain point. And that's a problem that we have to deal with as a group. It doesn't bring that strong enough pain point. So what I try to do is get in there and not use scare tactics, but try to use as much reason as possible. You know, stay aggressive. Try to portray what it's going to look like if it all turns out right. Elimination. My point is this. Elimination is the same exact thing as prevention. We can take prevention and turn it into a better form of elimination. In other words, get to the same point that you would want to get to with a great and prosperous recovery without all the bumps, hard lumps, physical uh, deterioration and everything. Skip all that and get to the best part, prevention. Get to elimination right away. So the second story's motto, the good, the better, and the best of recovery. The good is management. The better is elimination. And the best is prevention. I think that, again, I want to harp on this one more time before I go. Prevention in these situations is a lot easier and uses up a lot less energy than any other other two previous uh, parts. So could I... Do I try to sell it as easier? Sometimes I do. A lot of times, this is why we try to look for and find those who are in a, 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 a first-time offender situation or the hints, the hints of trouble. A lot, a lot of times, there are very 
a lot of hints that we know that things might be going wrong because of the situation you're bringing a young person into. You see any reaction, you see a drop off in grades. There's a lot of indications as to what can go wrong, but we're, we're slow to be aggressive with it because being aggressive means having to, having to discuss feelings. And those are the kind of things that our protect practitioners are best at, but our practitioners don't usually get a chance to help until the situation's going away wrong. So what we're trying to do is kick off a, a prevention attitude toward this. So again, one more time. Good management, better elimination, best prevention. In closing, meet me at secondstarts.com. That's number two N D S T A R T S dot com. And let's remember to get out there and help somebody get better. Help somebody stay better. Help somebody be better. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Your Child in Recovery, a podcast for the families of young adults in recovery. For more information, go to secondstarts.com. That's the number 2-N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. And our Facebook group, Parenting Your Child in Recovery. And if you or someone you know loves a young adult in recovery and want a customized premium change to recovery without the guilt and shame of most recovery processes, please go again to secondstarts.com, the number 2ndstarts.com, and book a free call. Thank you. Last night, what I do remember that it was real, real nice. Talks about me.